Our topic today is the sugya on Mem Gimel Amid Beis going over to Mem Dalid. The Gemara quotes a pasuk at the bottom of the Amud, "V'chal adam lo moed." There is a specific din, it's a specific din to Raisa, that no person, the Chol Adam, lo yia ba'ol moed, when, bevo lechaber ba'kodesh ad seso. And at that time, v'chiper ba'ado v'ad beisu v'ad kol kahal Yisrael. You can hear the trump in your mind's ear from the Yom Kippurim laning. And the Gemara is invoking this pasuk to explain that when the Mishnah says on Mem Gimel on the Beis, that the Kohen Gadol, after he finished shechting the animal, and he catches the blood, <clears throat> and he would give it to whoever his assistant was, who was Memaris Bo'ad Al HaRovet HaRavi Shelo Yikrosh, even though it says he was Rovet HaRavi Shebehechel, he wasn't in the Hechel, he was outside of the Hechel, because he obviously couldn't be in the Hechel when the Kohen Gadol was going to, in the interim, offer the Ketoris Lefnai V'Lefnim. So, this pasuk, which, on the simple level of if you look at the context, so this is talking about the haktaras haktaras lefnaiv but the Gemara then on memdalaram and aleph, I think so. I mean, what's that? The Gemara assumes, I should say, the Gemara assumes. At first glance, right? The Gemara, let's get the Pasuk inside. It's in Tesayin Yudzayin. I guess it depends because we move around the Pesukim based on the different Kabbalah. So there's an interesting Chizkuni here, just by the by. V'chol Adam lo moed. So the Chizkuni assumes, just by the way, kind of following what you're saying, the Chizkuni assumes there's nothing to do with Akhtaris Akhtaris. The Chizkuni assumes the reason why Shema Yera Lahem Tuma Ba'udam Sham Ve'ena Koin Machapra Al Tuma Shi'ira Bo'bayom. So the Chizkuni assumes that everything we're about to say today is not following the Peshut HaShol Mikra. It's all in the Drash. But the way that the way that the Gemara here interprets it, and let me go back. Where is it? Yeah, so the Ibn Ezra also understands that it's talking about the Dam, but the Gemara here on Mem Dalar Aleph assumes that it's talking about the Ketoris. And what's interesting is that the Gemara has different layers of interpretation. The Gemara's assumption initially is that this is talking about specifically the Ketoris, and then it has to prove that Ketoris is a machaper from Vayitin as Ketoris Vayichaper al Ha'am. So, Ainli Ella Bishas Haktara Bishas Matandamim Minayin. How do we know that this is not just talking about the Shas Haktoris Haktoris? But how do you also know that it ex- is extended to the Shas Matandamim? So we expand this din, which the Gemara assumes is talking about the Haktaras Haktaras. We expand it to the Hazos, which is slightly different because there's no Haktara, that's just Hazah. There's the sprinkling of the seven splashes plus the one. And then the Gemara expands it beyond that to Haktaras Haktaras. And every day, and then on Memdalan days, we expanded even to Matan Par Kohen Mashiach and Par Halim Davrashal Tzibur, both of which take place in the Hechel Nat Lufnai Vlufnim. So it seems that the core drasha, the way the Chazal are understanding it, applies to the Haktoras Haktoras Lufnai Vlufnim. Then we expand that, according to the Gemara, to also the Matan Dhamma Lufnai Vlufnim, and then we expand it to the Ketoris and the Dam in the Hechel Basharimos. Hashanah. So the question that everyone is asking about this din of Achal Adam Lo Moed is that it does not appear in the Rambam in the Minyan Mitzvos. Additionally, when the Rambam quotes this din 
in Hilchos Tmidin Musafin in Parakimel, he con- he quotes it in the context of the Seder Haktaras Haktaras Shabbachol Yom. He does not quote this din where you would expect it. Where would you expect this din to be? You would expect such a din, even if it's not in the Sefer Mitzvos, you would expect it to be in Hilchos B'yas Mikdash. In the beginning of Hilchos B'yas Mikdash, the Ramam tells us in the Koteris that there are 15 mitzvos. Two of them are mitzvos asei, 13 mos asei. Shelo yikanis koin shikon lemikdash, purei rosh, karab agadim. Shelo yikanis koin bechol es el hahechal. You should expect that this din, uh, that nobody else is allowed to be in the hechal, min Torah, you should expect it to be in the chos b'yas mikdash. Yeah. Just as a matter of question, or maybe, you know, chat in general, right? For all the other real mikdash, does say Ah, very good, very good. So, the first obvious difference that's going to tip. So, let me get to. I think the answer to that. Let me stay uh, the the foil first. The foil answer to this is if you look in the Chidushe Ben Arye, he says no. This din, and he has a whole arichas on this to claim that the din of Lo Yevo Olmoid is already nichlal in the din of Lo Yavo. And therefore, it's one din, and the Ramah is not going to count it twice. And it's all included in the din of Lo Yavo, which is the exact opposite, Yair, of what you're trying to say, which is what the majority of the Achronim understand here. But that's the foil. The foil, the first shot is to say, like the Ben Arya says, of course, we already know this din. This is just the standard Isra B'yas Mikdash. In one context, it's you shouldn't have any B'yas Rekanis, not to come into the Hechel for no reason. If you came into the Hechel for no reason... You would in violation of Lo Yavo, so, so too here. It's just an expansion of that din. Why is it called a B'yare Kanis over here? Because you don't belong there. Even though you might be doing some other avoda that would constitute a sufficient cause for Bia, let's say, Heshtachavaya. But in this context, since you're not allowed to do that, it just reverts back to the Isra of Lo Yavo. That's what. The Rambam just didn't bother. He didn't pay attention to put it in the right place. So that is, that is the foil for today, is the Chidushe Ben Aryeh. But the other way of looking at this din, which seems to be the more accepted way of looking at it, as so that's exactly what he's saying. That you, I'm trying to remember what he says. He said you would get. I don't remember. He discusses it in the piece. I don't remember because he's discussing how many malchus you get if you're getting the malchus for the lo yavo or for the lo yia. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. I didn't see Roxin. but I, so it's in the. I, I was able to look it up in the in the Ozar Chachma, they have it. Anyway, so the opposite of that is to say, like Yara is saying, wait a second, wait a second. The Pesach doesn't say Lo Yavo, it says Lo Yia. And even that Lashon is ambiguous, whether that Lashon is prescriptive, it should not be such a thing, or descriptive, such a thing will not be. And there's not that much, there's maybe a hair's breadth of a difference in this context between those two. And that is the idea, which I don't know if you had a chance to look it up in Rabbi Ruch official Perlau, also in, in uh, Rabbi Simcha Elberg has multiple essays on this. He was the editor of Apardes, and he has like four different places in Apardes where he's writing about this. He's very excited about this idea. It is also... Uh, quoted by Rav Soloveitchik, Rabbi Yosef Dovalevi Soloveitchik, here in the in the Chidushim. And interestingly, I found this in an essay that was written up in the name of Rav Aaron Soloveitchik. And the way that Rav Aaron Soloveitchik said this idea, he said that Rav Moshe Soloveitchik presented this idea to Rav Chaim, and Rav Chaim liked it. Because I also saw this somewhere else in the name of Rab Chaim. So I was like, well, wait a second. Is it Rab Chaim's idea, or is it Rab Moshe Soloveitchik's idea, or is it the Rav's idea? So the way that Rab Aaron Soloveitchik apparently said it over to the Talmidim in Chicago is that his father had said it to, to Rab Chaim, and Rab Chaim liked it. Well, he had an interesting ha'ara. But it's that, it is that we do not understand this din at all as an extension of, or even in the same realm as the Isra of B.S. Mikdash of Lo Yavo. It's not an Isser on the Kohen, on the Gavra, to enter into the Hechel at the moment that the Kohen Gadol is mocked to the Ketores, Lefnai Rather, it is a 
prescription that the Kohen Gadol be alone when he is nichnas lefnaiv lefnim. We are then, according to the Torah Shabbal Peh, expanding that, that not only should the Kohen Gadol be alone when he goes lefnaiv lefnim, and no one should be in his proximity, even in the Heichal, there should be nobody there. Also, when the Kohen, it doesn't have to be Kohen Gadol, but sometimes maybe it's the Kohen Gadol, when the Kohen goes in to the Heichal, we're going to expand that to also tell, tell us that the Kohen has to be there, Alone, and then we'll even add a chiv midrabanan to be mafresh, like the Gemara says in here on Memdalam and Beis, that nobody should even be between the ulam and the mizbeach. But the the din is not one which is an iser on the gavra on a person. It is simply a tanai. It's a condition on the way that the avoda is supposed to be done, and its primary focus is dafka on the kohen gadol when he's going lefnav lefnim on yom kippurim. Therefore. We can understand exactly why. We saw this Yerushalmi, that Yerushalmi wondered how could it be that when Shimon Atzadik went for the final time into the Kodesh HaKadoshim, he saw that man dressed in black. How could it be? How could it be that before that he saw a man dressed in white? And Yerushalmi says that even applies to a Malach. Even applies to a Malach. This Yerushalmi is taken so seriously. You saw the Ritva earlier in the case of the Tzduki who was super excited that he ended up with a footprint in his face, in his head. So the Ritva says, how could he have the Raglayim Regal Yashara special imprint on his head? You saw this Ritva? The Mamash asked it. How could he have Raglayim Regal Yashara input on his imprint on his head if a Chol Odom Lo Yeba Olmoit, like the Yerushalmi says, no Malachim could be in there. So says the Ritva, it's not a problem because he wasn't doing the Avodah properly, so there's no din of lo yeh But the premise is wild. What do you mean? There's the lav on the malachim? So according to, you ready for this? Reb Chaim apparently said to Ramosh Salvechik that this is not a good raya. The way the Rav Aaron Salvechik presents it, it's in one of the Chidushay Torah that was published, he said that Reb Chaim said to, to Ramosh, there could be exceptional dinim where malachim are also mitzvah. So that's not a good raya. So I don't know what to make of that. That the malachim are also mitzvah. It must be that when where they're mislabish, mitzvahs, olam hazah, I don't know. You have to ask Rab Chaim what he meant by that. That maybe there's an exceptional din that a malach could be mitzvah in a rare case. Right. But maybe uh, in this case, different. But that's what Rab Aaron quoted that Rab Chaim told Ramosha that that Yerushalmi itself is not a good raya. Because maybe in an exceptional case, generally known in the Torah Malach HaSharis, maybe in an exceptional case, it is given to the Malach HaSharis. But the Pashtus is that it explains very well why it is that the Malachim, who are not Metzuvah, can't be in there. Because it's not a din that there's an Isra Knisa. Malachim aren't subject to an Isra Knisa. It's a din that the Kohen Gadol, the Tzur Avoda, must be done with the Kohen Gadol is alone. That can also explain why the Rash in Maseches Kalim, when the Rash is discussing the different Madregos, the Mishnah says, there's a basic question in that Mishnah, in Maseches Kalim, where the Mishnah says there are Eser Kedushas, there are 10 levels of Kedusha, but if you do the math, you end up with 11. So that's a problem. How could you end up with 11? So the different Rishonim there are trying to figure out how to condense the 11 into 10. So Yossi, he has several ways in which the Bein Ulam L'Mizbeach and the Heichel are similar, and if you combine those, you collapse them, you end up with 10. So the Rashi and Kalim, it's in Mishnah, Perak Aleph Mishnah, Tesdira Maskal, base Kodshe HaKadashim, he says, the answer is that according to Rabbi Yossi, these are collapsed into one. I, what about the fact that when the Kohen Gadol is makter lufnai v'lufnim, there is an iser yitziah from the Heichal, which is different. So the Lashon of the Rash is, quote, Ki kachashiv b'masnisin b'kedusha d'memela. Aval kedusha sh'ayedei avoda lo kachashiv l'chalek b'kedusha. So the, the idea is, is that when we talk about the impact of lo yeh we're saying that that space, the space is, 
is defined as belonging to the Kohen Gadol, but the way to define it is through the Misa of doing the Avoda. But the effect of the Avoda has this transformation of the space. Because the space needs to be designated specifically for, exclusively for the Kohen Gadol. Which once you understand that it's a tonight in the Avoda, that it has ramifications for the Makom, it can also explain at least on some level why the Gemara has a Havamina, that there should be an Isser on the Azara, and why this should only be in the Olam Shiba Midbar. What does one have to do with the other? If it's a din in the Gavra that the Kohen shouldn't be doing this, so it says in the Ol Moed, then that should be uniform as part of the restrictions on the Kohen who is nearby. But if you understand that it's a, it's a condition of the environment for the Kohen Gadol, its, ap- its application includes creating an element of unique Kedushas Makom, so then... In Achanami, maybe that Kedusha Smakom is pervasive even to the Azara. Maybe that Kedusha Smakom only exists in the time that they were in the Midbar. That was the nature of that din. It could also explain why, although I didn't see anybody in the Rishonim, I didn't see the Ramam discuss this, but I saw it raised in one of the Achronim, why you get the impression that if somebody was in the Old Moed, Bishas Haktaras Hakongadol, it passes the Avoda. A raya to this is the Gemara that you saw in Gitin in Nundalib, where the Gemara there is discussing the Isra of Pigol and the Namonis of the Kongadol to be Mafagel. So the Gemara assumes and the Pnei Yeshua there deals with, how do we prove this from the Pasuk? The Gemara assumes that the Kohen Gadol has Nemonus because nobody is going to be in the Ol Moed. He's, only the, he's the only one who's able to ascertain and to, to declare that the Avodah which he did, Bifnim, Lufnaiv Lufnim, was Nispagel. Because otherwise it would lead to a Michshol afterwards if we didn't believe him and the subsequent Avodahs would be done out of order and they would be Pasol. So, wait a second, why don't you just say, why don't the Gemara say, somebody went in there, uh, Bishogig, in Achanami, they violated the Din. But how do you know with certainty that nobody was in there? How do you know that that's the only way to demonstrate that the Kohen Gadol has their Manus on Pigol? Maybe somebody went in there, Bishogig. But the answer is, it wouldn't help you. Because if somebody had gone in there, Bishogig, even if they didn't violate the Isser Knisa, but the violation of lo yeba ol moed would passel the avoda because it it undermines the tsura of the avodas yom kippurim and therefore it doesn't help you in terms of being mafagel the avoda because in mafagel and ela bedavrashe that it's a nasis mitzvah so there's no pigel if the avoda was nifsal by the presence of the other guy in the mikdash but if it's just a din that nobody there should be an isra knisa so why should it be but why should it passel the kohen gadol's avoda. So that also fits. Because it's a din on the in the it's a condition of of the avoda. It could be that this approach is totally in, potentially, is totally in the two days in Tosas here as to whether or not right Tosas here on the bottom. In Gimel, Mem Gimel, Amid Beis Dimah Maskel Omar, Tosa says two days as to whether or not if somebody went in Litzorah Chavoda, that would be a violation of Mechal Adam Lo Yeh Ba'ol Moi. The Me'iri takes it as a Dover Pashat that, of course, you violate. And the Me'iri expands this to even somebody who went in Shaloh B'derech Bia. So he went in Derech Pishbesh. He went in through one of the side rooms into the Kodesh. But Lechora, according to the Jay Antosis thinks that you're over even if you're there, let's chavoda, this doesn't this doesn't fit so well. Because the fact that you have justification to be there doesn't allow you to impinge on the Loyia, on the exclusive space of the Koingodal. But according to the second day in Tosfis, it makes more sense. The first day in Tosfis sounds a lot more like the Ben Ari, that it's a function of the Isra on the Gavra, and that it's part of the Lo Yavo, and therefore if you have justification to be there, so then you don't violate the Loyia. But according to the second day in Tosis, which is exactly the conclusion of the Me'iri, of course the guy violates Lo Yeba Olmoid. 
it's also not even clear who violates this din. So, who violates the din? On the one hand, if you go like the the approach of the Ben Arye, assumably, I mean, I shouldn't say even assumably, it's possible that the person who violates it is the, the guy who came in, unauthorized. But according to the second approach, according to the main approach in Achronim, like like the the Reb Chaim approach, the Reb Moshe approach, the Reb Salvechik approach, so then it's probable that the Kohen Gadol himself violates the Din. Or maybe the Bezdin violates the Din. Whoever is responsible to ensure the exclusive domain of the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodesh and Bishas Lufnim, that person will violate the Din. So it could be that it's not, has not obviously it could be that the it, it's possible that the person who ran in there unauthorized, of course they did something wrong, but it could be that it's the Bezdin who is in violation of lo yeba olmoid, because they're the ones who are responsible to oversee the avoda. Vaharai, they're the ones who must be at the Kohen Gadol the day before to make sure that he doesn't try to pull a fast one. The Sanhedrin is responsible, because this din is a, a tanai in the Tzura Savod of Yom HaKippurim. Now the next part of this discussion, which flows from this issue, is when exactly, when does this Isser begin an end. So Argamara initially told us that So the original Gemara where this is being fleshed out sounds like there is an Isser and the entire time from when somebody enters into the Kodesh HaKadoshim and the Ho'echel vis-a-vis the Durabonon of Benulam Mizbeach and until they exit. However, it is very clear from the Mishnah in Kalim and the Mishnah in Tamid. I assume everybody saw all these Mishnahis already. The Mishnah in Kalim was the one we mentioned before. The Mishnah in Tamid is Perak Vav, uh, Mishnah Gimel, where the Kohen would have his friends come and join him and give him moral support, be there for him. They're clearly entering into the Benulam Mizbeach at least, and potentially even into the Heichal. It sounds like they're going even into the Heichal, although there are some who say, no, they, they, they left him when they got to Be'nul and beforehand. But the Pashtas is, is that, and this is what the Ramam writes clearly in Tamidinu Musafin, in Gimel Dalid, that the Misha Zacha Bektores, he brings the Ktores, The other guy goes in with him. The Ramam doesn't say the guy leaves Bain Ulam Lemizbeach. It sounds like Nichnas Imo all the way in. Similarly, the Ramam in Halachates says that this knows Lola Oavo or the Krovo, like we said in the Mishnah, in, in, in uh, Tamid, it's clear that other people are going with him, going with before. So, what is going on with this? seeming uh, tension between the Beferish and Mishnayis and the Pesach and the Rambam with what Argamar says as a drasha of Bechnisaso and Beitsiaso. Now, if you look at the Rambam, there are several other elements which are curious. The Rambam's Lashon is in Gimel Gimel, Be'is Shemaktir Naktoris Beheichel, Bechol Yom, Porshin Kala Amina Heichel, Mibain Ula Melamiz Beach. Everyone leaves. And that is when Be'isha Maktirim. Nobody should be there until this person exits. So only the exit is the ikuv. So now when it comes to the dam, we're adding this element of knisa. Shenemari quotes our pasuk. So number one. The Rambam adds the Yitziah for the Lahakteras Ketoris, so why is that? Number two, it's Mashma from the Dam that it's even when it starts. And number three, it sounds like when you look in the Rambam and Hilchas Avodos Yom Kippurim, the, the Rambam's Lashon of Bishas Haktaras Ketoris, unclear what exactly he means by that. So there is a lot of discussion about this Rambam. Perhaps one way of understanding this Rambam is by splitting up two different dinim. The first is the din of the Rambam in Hilchas Avodos Yom Kippurim for the Knisa Lefnai for Lefnim, specifically for the Ketores, because the Rambam doesn't mention 
the Hazos in Nechosim Kippur in this context, from the daily Ktores or from the Dam Chatos Hapnimios. Rav Soloveitchik in the Igros, in Trumas and Maestros, Gimel Gimel, and also in the Chidusha Agram Vahagrid, in page, tell you where it is. It's in, let's see, page Lamed Vav, in Zvach Medav Pe Gimel, where the Gemara there mentions L'Chaper Kodesh, and it's not limited to the Zman of Kapara. So Rav Soloveitchik develops this idea that when it comes to the the Bias Kohen Gadol B'Yom HaKippurim L'Fnav L'Fnim that Lav is Maskel Teichav Mishas Bia L'Chaper Why? Because Al Biaso Ika Chalos Din Shal Bavo L'Chaper In general, there is a lav of Bia Reikonis L'Kodesh HaKadoshim and he says V'chol Heteiro Shoknis HaKohen Gadol Hurak B'Madu Bo L'Chaper and so the Bia constitutes part of the Avoda. And he brings a ride from Gemara and Chulin that you have to go Kederach Biascha, you have to walk straight in. And the special drush on the Gemara is that when he leaves, he's allowed to walk backwards. Now, of course, we know walking backwards as a sign of respect, but that's not a normal way of going. So why would the Gemara think that when you, when you the Kohen Gadol, exit the Heichal after it fills up Talatim Russell and it's Mole Habayas Kula Anon, why would you think that you can't, that you have to have a special drasha to allow you to walk out backwards? Why do you need a special drasha? The answer is that the leaving is also part of the avoda. The entire process of entering, the bias filling with anan and exiting is all one process of avoda. It sounds like, by the way, from Rav Salvechik, although I'm not 100% certain because I wasn't clear on this point. It sounds like this would not be the case when he goes in for the hazos. That's more of a technical bia. Unclear. Not so clear from what he thinks. But certainly for the ktoris, which is what the Ramam is emphasizing, the entire process of going lefnaiv lefnim, that is the avoda. The avoda is the knisa lefnaiv lefnim. And that's going to include the entry and the exit. And so the, the way to read the Rambam in Hilchas Havodas Yom Kippurim is Bishas Haktaras Haktores, meaning the more expansive. That includes when he goes in, all the way through when he goes out. Why is it that he has to stay till when he leaves? We know there's even a chalos of the fact that he has to remain there until the base Kodesh Kadashim fills up with Ashan. And that's the idea of the Hashras Hashchina, Kiba Anan Eroa Alakaporis. So the idea of being there, Bishas Hashras Hashchina, is both the Knisa and the Yitzia being included. It's more about the situation of the Kohen Gadol going Lafnai Lafnim in the presence of the Shechina than it is performing a specific Avoda, which is the case when the Kohen Gadol is in the Heichel doing the Ketoris Bechol Yom, doing the Avodas Matantam Bachutz in, in the I mean, outside the Kosh Kedashim, in the par of the of the um, par Kohen Godol or Kohen Mashiach. Did you find anybody who talked about the Hazos Lufnai Lufnim? On this point? Did you see anybody talk about it? He literally makes a period of different piece on like that. Yeah. Uh, so he thinks it's also true for the... See, so you got to figure out what that is. Right, but Chazal kind of gutted that. And it, the other thing that works... Right, now, what, what comes out very well from this is that now, when you go back to read the Gemara, you'll say that the Rambam read the Gemara very precisely. The, the Rambam will say, when the Gemara gave the drashos... Tamaloma ba kodesh, ainli ela bishas haktara, bishas madadaminai, tamaloma bavoo, machaper, ainli ela beknusaso. What's that modifying? That's modifying the core din of ktoris on Yom Kippurim. 
It's modifying the core din. And there you have Bichnisaso and Biyitsiaso. But we haven't discussed, we're not applying this to Bishas Haktoras Haktoras of Kol Yom. There, it's specific to every day. So now, what about the Ramam here in Nuchos Tmidinu Musafim? So perhaps the Ramam was super meduktak. Rab Chaim, uh, it's quoted in the Minchas of Ram, he has a discussion about this. In the Minchas of Ram, in Menachos, on page Kuf Ayin Tes, he quotes this idea and develops it from Rab Chaim Soloveitchik. It also appears, the same idea appears in telegram form in the Tzafnas Paneach, in the Chuvas in Os, in Simen Tzadi, uh, no, it's in Simen Reish Samach Beis, in Dufus Varsha, you could find this, in the special staccato language of the Tzafnas Paneach, you have to really unpackage it, it's Reish Samach Beis, Chuvas Tzafnas Paneach, Dufus Varsha, because there are a couple of different editions, so it's Dufus Varsha, Simen Reish Samach Beis, and Reb Chaim is quoted in the Minchas Avram, in page Kof Ayin Tess where they both say the same thing, which is that for the Rambam, there is no kiyom, there is no din of havoas haktores, bringing the ktores per se in. There is no kiyom, there's no kiyom mitzvah. It's also in the, it's also in the, it's the Rambam. It's right, it's in the Chibur, but the Minchas of Ram develops it at length, exactly. It's in the Rambam, it's in Reb Chaim's comments on the Rambam in, I'm trying to remember where he published it, but there, he kind of just gives it to the Yisod, and the Minchas Avram develops, develops it further, and the Tzavas Panach has the same vort, that only the Havoas Hadam, the Holochas Hadam, there is a Kiyom, but there is no Chalos of Holochas Haktores. It's against the Rosh in the beginning of, uh, in Tamid, but Reb Chaim is explaining the Rambam, not the Rosh, where it's clear that there's no Din of Chatzitza from putting one Kli in the other when you bring the Ktores. So how is it not a problem of chatzitza to carry one kli inside the other for ktores? The answer is that bringing the ktores inside doesn't constitute a din. There is no din of halachas haktores, Reb Chaim, Skiddish, and the same thing from the rugged shover is that there's only a din of havas hadam, halachas hadam, there's no din of halachas haktores. So therefore, we understand why the Ramos Meduktak, that the only time when it comes to ktores outside in the heichel, you, the only time you have din of the prisha is once he is mocked to the Ketoris. But when it comes to the Dam Chatos, the Ramam is absolutely super meduktak. What about the Yitziah? The answer, for Yitziah, for the Ramam is, it's a practical din. There's no way to know that the guy is finished until he comes out. Otherwise, maybe he's still going. How do I know this is true? Because the Ramam actually himself in Trumas and Maestros, in Perak Vav, the Rambam gives it away. I'm sorry, in Trumas, not Trumas and Maestros, Trumas and Maestros. In my notes, it's Tough Vav Men, which could mean No, it's Trumas and Maestros. If you look in Tumidinu Musafim, uh, where is it? Okay. The Ramam here is talking about the person who's doing the native, the native aneros, the person who's doing the cleaning of the neros and the makter ktoris. So the Ramam says, here it is. It's in Perak Vav Halacha Dalid. Achakach mefisin payashlishi uravi, vezoche bektoris misha zoche, venichnas umaktir. Vachakach. Nichnas zeshe zacha bedishan hamenora umetiv shtei neiros veyotze zeshe hiktir im medashin hamenora veomid al malos ulam hu veechav akohani. So you see that for the Rambam, practically, we wouldn't want people going in there until he came out because you wouldn't know when he's finished, but. <laughs> Procedurally, there is nothing wrong with having the person who is medashing the menorah inside at the same time as the Maktrik Torah before he leaves. What about the practical then? Meaning, this is the steer of the Rambam. So, what's the answer? 
The answer is, as a matter of policy, in theory, we wouldn't do that. But procedurally, we would have somebody yell and say, are you done? And they would say, yeah, we're done. Something like that. But the Ram so I mean, every single day, that halacha on Parakim will be violated. It's not really a halacha. Exactly. The Ram was just telling you that that's, in theory, that's the way that it should run. That's in Tamidin Musafim Vav Dalid. It's a dead giveaway that the Rambam thinks that that's not really a din. And the halacha of Kitaras and Kippur would be, would be in a No, because it's not mitzad the halacha saktorah shibo, it's mitzad the bias lufnaiv lufnim shibo. Because we were wondering, because we saw the Tosos on Nebdal on this, about the, the Narti, the Shami says that there would be a problem with Katito, with holding yeah. the, holding the Kant. Yeah. Holding, holding the Machta if it had a Narti. Yeah. It sounded like maybe it was a could be either that holds like he holds like the rush who thinks that there is a dinner of Holochas Aktoras could be yeah I don't know but all these pieces fit together perfectly for the Rambam if you have a chance this apparently was a very big topic that Rav Meir Shapira liked to talk about, and he wrote extensively about it. It's in the Or HaMeir, which is in his essays. He also has there, there's a beautiful letter in the Or HaMeir from the father of Rav Meir Shapira talking about how, I heard this shot from my son, so he's going to say Epistichtikl Torah about it. And Rav Meir Shapira also discussed this in his drushos. And we'll end with one nakuda on this point, where the, the drushos of the Le'elagalubliner, they're called Imre Das, so in the Imre Das, Rav Meir Shapira, the founder of the Dafayomi, the, the uh, Meyased, the founder of the Chachmei Lublin Yeshiva, he has a pshat, what's the pshat of Adam lo moed, he says, and it works perfectly for this whole mahalach that he's dealing with and that so many of the Achronim are dealing with, that the Isra of is that the Kohen Gadol needs to be there by himself, and especially in light of what Rav Soloveitchik said, it makes perfect sense that the going it's about being there having Yechidus with the Rebona Shalom, and that is the process which includes the Bia and the Yitzia. that's not about doing a particular Maisa Avoda it's about the whole process, and therefore it needs to be, the person has to be Yechidus, as opposed to when a Kohen is doing, any Kohen is doing Akhtaras Akhtaras there he's doing Avoda that needs to be Biyachidus. Here the whole Knesset needs to be Biyachidus. This is an exclusive din that the Kohen in the Avodah Shem Kippurim, in the, in the structure, the nature, it's, the person has to be by himself. So the Imre Das, the, the uh, Lublinary explains, he says that the purpose here is that the Kohen Gadol is the representative of Kalal Yisrael. And he's representing the encounter between Knesset Yisrael and the Rabbonu Shalom. Or, in the context of Ketoros Bechol Yom, the Kohen Gadol is representing the Kalal Yisrael to do this Avodah Lefnai. And therefore, because he is a shliach of the, of the Tzibur, it would be inappropriate for him to think of anyone. And if somebody else is there, he might be distracted and focus his kavana on that other person. And maybe, and he doesn't explain this exactly, but he kind of alludes to this, the idea of v'chol adam lo moed, v'chol adam even applies to the Kohen Gadol himself. Meaning, the Kohen Gadol, when he goes in, lefnai v'lefnim, or the Kohen who's doing the avoda v'chutz, doesn't view himself as an adam. He views himself as a shliach for everyone. I'm not coming as an adam prati. I'm viewing myself as a netzig of Klal Yisrael. And therefore, nobody is going to be there. I'm not thinking about any particular individual needs, and I'm not even thinking about my own needs. That might be an alpidrush expansion of what, the, of what the Lubliner is saying, but it's the idea that it has nothing to do with an Isra Knisa for someone else. It's that the Kohen Gadol needs to have total and complete focus on the Avod at hand, representing Klal Yisrael, and not having Kavana for any Yachid. Adkan, part one. So far, so good? Great. Part two, in brief, is the sugya which comes up in Mem Dalit Ahmed Bey's, the fact that usually the Kohen Gadol, or the Kohen, whoever was doing the Ktoris, would take a machta, he was chote shal kesef, but on Yom Kippurim, the Mishnah told us that he was chote bishal zav. So why the rest of the year did he use kesef? Because 
HaTorah Chasa Al Mimonon Shal Yisrael. So this idea that the Torah didn't want to unnecessarily burden the Jewish people with, with extra financial obligations is also what we saw earlier on Lama Testament Aleph in the context of the Kalpi, that the Kalpi was made out of wood. Why do we make the Kalpi out of wood? Because HaTorah Chasa Al Mimonon Shal Yisrael. Well, what is the source of this din? HaTorah Chasa Al Mimonon Shal Yisrael. So Rashi on Lamites Amen Aleph, he tells us, look in the Pasuk, V'tziva ha-kohen ufinu es al-mach asatora al-pachin shal kli cheres she'en lem tar b'mikvah, imkein chasa al-momon kal, kol shekein al-momon chashuv. So, it's a principle that's going to apply not just for Mitzorayim, but also for everybody, and that's quoted, it's developed in the Mishnah Nugam in Parakid Beis, Mishnah Hay, which I assume that you saw. There are many other examples in Shas of this idea of HaTorah Chasam HaMonah Yisrael. So the Megmar Menachos, Ayin Vav tells us that general Menachos were not from fancy flour. They weren't from Solis. Tafka the Minchas Omer was from fancy flour. But other Menachos, they could come from Kemach. Why? Mipnei Chishon. Omer Belezer, HaTorah Chasam HaMonah Shal Yisrael. So, this idea, you see, appears in other contexts. What's interesting in that Gemara is that the Gemara introduces for Rebbe Lazar another Makar, which is what? So ask the Turiyevin in Rosh Hashanah of why is it that we need two different Makoros? So the Stechemed in his essay on a Torah Chasam Amon Shal Yisrael, so the, the Turiyevin gives one answer, but the Stechemed says, if I only had that Pasuk of Vihishka Yisraeli of Esbeiram, I would have said that the Torah's chas on a huge loss. If they didn't have water for all of their animals, it would have been a hefsed meruba. How do you know that the Torah is chas al mamonot Yisrael even on a less, you know, less significant financial loss? That is what we learn from the Vitziva Koinufinu Esavayis, because how many kalim there don't have Tara B'mikvah, only, you know, the clay cheres, the Enlam Tara B'mikvah. What's that? Meaning, you say it should have been obvious. So, what did the Turi have an answer? I don't remember off the top of my head. I forget off the top of my head. It's a good question. Another instance where this appears is in Menachos and Pevav Medbez in the context of Menorah. Where the menorah says, you know that the oil for the menorah needs to be kasas lamar, kasas lamar, velol menachos. Why? Again, metnei chizchon, we want to save the money. And the Gemara Rosh Hashanah on Chav Zayin, where the Gemara is discussing the difference between the chatzotzros and the shofros. The Gemara says, yeah, Rosh Hashanah, it's shulzav, but the Tanya is shulkesef. Why? Because the Torah chasa on the menorah shal Yisrael. Well, is this so simple that this is the unequivocal rule? Really? Not necessarily. Here are two Gemaras. One is in Zvachim on Pechesim at Beis. You have a Machlokis regarding the, the laundering of the big day kahuna. Do you launder them and when? So the Gemara has one opinion that says Torah Chasim, uh, one opinion that the Gemara says, it doesn't mention a Torah Chasim, the Gemara says uh, that you won't launder the, coin, the coin's clothing when they get stained. And the Gemara then says, no, ain't Aniyas Magamashiris, two days in the Gemara. So it sounds like there's a competing principle. It's a machlokas there. Similarly, there's a machlokas in Menachas and Peitesa Aleph regarding how you fill the jug of oil for the menorah. The Gemara says you fill it from top to bottom or bottom to top. The Gemara says, oh, it's a machlokas. What's the machlokas dependent on? Whether you say, oh, we should worry about that small incremental amount of oil, or you say, no, ain't anias, but makam You don't worry about the small pennies when you're talking about the Mesa Mikdash. So you see it's a machlokas. And then you have some Gemaras which are all in on the opposite principle, on this idea of ain't anias, but makam The Gemara in Shabbos, Kofez and Medbez, tells us that the the shear over there is discussing a, a pit put cut on a small, tiny, little amount of, of metal to make a little stand for a little pot. The Gemara says, nah, you're not going to put a yorikatana because you're not going to make such a small, tiny amount of dye because ain't on yes, but When you're building the Mishkan, of course you're not going to do that. The Gemara in Ksubis, Kofav Medbeis, quotes Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva is a machlokas Rabbi Ishmael, whether or not you can make a business and do schora with a moment of hektish, so Rabbi Kiva says, "Ain mistakr mishal hektarish." Why? Ain on the yismakom That's that's a frugal thing to do to take the extra oil and start bartering it and selling it. That's that's something that a pauper would do. Ain on the yismakom ashiris. The Gemara in Talmud Lamed Aleph Amid Beis 
you know, there were two Shulchanos, one was Shulshayish and one was Shulzav, when they were going in with the Lechem upon him. So, one, you have an issue of Ein Malam HaKodesh for Eimoridin, Eimoridin Mekdusha. But the other one, the Gemara says, well, why do you have Shulshayish? Why didn't you have Shulkesev? So the Gemara says, the reason why you should have had uh, Shul, Shul, uh, Zav, Shul Kesef, excuse me, is because why do you use a, t- a table that's made out of marbles? The Gemara has to say, oh, it has to be marble because the, the, the heat that's going to be conducted through the metal would cause, potentially, would cause the Lechem upon him, although it's stayed fresh miraculously, it would cause it to become moist and potentially uh, damage the bread, the heat the heat transfer. So the Shaish keeps it cool. But the assumption of the Gemara was that you should use Zav or Kesef because you should at least use Kesef because Ananias Magamashirish. Similarly, the Gemara there on Tafchavtes in the, in the fact that uh, they, they used to use a gold cup to to give the Karmatamid its last last Slurpee, last drink. Is the, you're going out on a high, so we give the Karmatamid a drink of water from Koshal Zav. The Gemara first says it's a Guzma, but the Gemara says, no, it's not a Guzma. It's going to have one last drink, which, and which has practical reasons why you need to give it some water to drink. It makes it better for the Shita. But why are you giving it to drink from a Koshal Zav? Ain Anias B'makam Ashiris. One last Gemara, Zvachim Pechesom and Aleph. The Gemara doesn't say this phrase, but Rashi does. And the Ramam seems to split his psak on this. The Gemara is talking about two cases. Let's say you have a Klisharis that developed a ding or a crack. And the second case of the Gemara was we have a Sakin that had a ding or a crack. So the Ramam seems to split between these two, but the Rashi says that both of them are the same din. Kulu mishum So how do you square all of these Gemaras? Who asked this? Kasha, the Chuva Me'ava, the Heilige, Reblazer, Fleckless, sends a Chuva to his Rebbe, to the Nod Behuda. And we saw this last year that he describes Kavina Talia when he was a young man, he learned to learn by the Nod Behuda. His Rebbe was the Nod Behuda, so he asked him, Akasha, how do you deal with this? So the, the answer for the Nod Behuda is printed in two places. It's printed in the Tshuva Me'ava in Simon Zion, and this is all in Chelek Aleph, but it's also this long Tshuva in the Tshuva Me'ava is in Chelek Aleph, Simon Dalit, but it's also printed, I found it in the Tshuva of the Nod Behuda in the back in the in the Kutras Achron, they have a collection of Tshuvas there, so in Simon Bays, he has a Tshuva, they pick it up from the Tshuva's note, the Tshuva Me'av, and they print it in the back, where the note of gives you a few clone. He says, number one, when do we say, that's when it's something that needs to be a Klisharis. The fact that something existed in the Mikdash doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to have this status of and if it doesn't, then we should save the money. So therefore, it makes sense, he says, that when it comes to the when it comes to the kalpi, which is not something which is a klisharis, you don't have to worry about it. What about the machta? He says, I'll tell you the answer to that. Not everybody agrees to this, but he thinks that kesef doesn't constitute anius. And therefore, to go from zav to kesef, that's not a chisaron of ein anius makamashiris. If you have a lot of silver in your house, that's also beautiful. You're going to tell the people in uh, in grand silver in Bar Park or Williamsburg, I forget where they are, that, nah, that's not so nice. Of course it's nice. Silver is very nice. So that's not a chesaron of Einanias Malkam That is a Malkam That's a beautiful thing. And so therefore, to go from Zav to Kesef, that's a Torah uh, Yisrael, but it's not a stira to the principle of Einanias Malkam He then points out that a lot of the cases we talked about, like the Menicha, for example, when you buy the flower, when you bought the flower, you bought it when it was still Hulin. There's no din of Einanias Mawakamashiris. And then he goes weiter and he points out that this din of Einanias Makamashiris only applies to the Tzibur. The din of Einanias Makamashiris means that the Makom, the institution of Hektish, the Gizbar, the way that they operate in the Mikdash, is supposed to be one of Malchus. It's a Malchusdik way of living. It's not a way of living that you, you pinch pennies. So in the Mikdash, they shouldn't be having a little bazaar where they're, the Rabbi Akiva would say, where they're selling and bartering the leftovers. That's not the surah of the Mikdash. But that's a din in the tzibur. But when the Rebosham thinks about the individuals, then there's no such, there's no such din of ein anias makam You have to take care of your own. It's not, it's not the, the surah of the Mikdash. Another way of looking at this din we saw this Ritvan, Lamitesa Medalif, where we have another few factors to consider. The Ritva's Lashon is that the Kalpi is Lav Midi Da Avoda Kulehai. So, number one, 
is going to apply to something which is really part of the core avoda. Number two, he says, it's not something which happens all the time. So to spend a ton of money on it, that doesn't make a lot of sense. And it's not necessary. So this all brings us to the comment of the Tiferes Yisrael, which maybe you'll find unsatisfying, but it's definitely you know, the simplest way to understand this complex thing. The Tiferes Yisrael in Talmud, in the Parakeh, in Oschav Zion, he says, this is the, the idea. Hakol lefi ha'efsid, hakol lefi kovod ha'avoda, and hakol lefi ha'tzorech. So Chazal, they analyzed each and every circumstance and figured out what made sense. It made more sense when it came to the mass production of Menachos to not require all the Yechidim to bring very, very expensive oil. It totally makes sense to say, Kostas Lamar and Menachos. Because we saw when we did the, when we did the pre-Chanukah program, one squeeze how much do you get, right? Like the Mishnahis say, the Mishnah says in Menachos, you get one tiny squeeze. If everybody was required to only use kasis for Menachos, it would be completely prohibited. Think about it. Who are the, who are the people bringing the Menachos? The Aniyim. It'd be totally not Shaykh. So the idea of Hakolofi Ahefsid, Hakolofi Kavod Avoda, and the Kolofi Atzorech of the Tiferes Yisrael is probably the simplest way to navigate these choppy water. So in summary, our primary discussion is this din of the Chol Odom Lo which the Gemara seems uh, to split into, at least certainly the way the Ramah understands it, into two different strata between the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur, as the primary din focused primarily on the, at least from Torah Shabal Peh, primarily focused on the Haktara of the Ktoris, which is really the center point of the Kohen Gadol, Nichnas Lefnaiv Lefnim, which is the primary you know, encounter with the Rebbe Shalom on this Yom Kadosh. And then we expand that to the Matandam and also to the Avoros and the Hechel, which we explained according to the majority view in the Achronim, is not a din in an Isra Knisa of another coin. It's rather the Tzura of the Avoda that creates the space, the Kedushas Makom of exclusivity that belongs to the coin with the multiple Nafkaminas of that. And then that explained also the difference in the Rambams. And finally, this one last Ta'ara of HaTorah Chasa that we have to constantly be aware and figuring out when is it that the Gemara assumes HaTorah Chasa Mamonin Shal Yisrael? When do we say Inanias Magamashiris? And when is it subject to uh, Machlokas, like the Gemara about Kibos Begadim and the, the Shvichas Shem and Lamenorah? Lachorah, that's exactly what the Nakudas Machlokas was between the Amoraim. It's whether or not this raises, raises your concern about excessive waste. Does it, uh, does it go beyond the threshold of and of uh, or does it impinge upon the Ananias Makmashiris that needs to be in the Mikdash?